Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. One of the most respected and experienced broadcasters in the industry, this is The Roy Green Show. Well, I think we're making progress. I just want to let the studio know that a call screener is up. So the call screener is You don't have to double check it. I'm not lying to you. So go ahead and call Alex, and we'll get, we'll get this underway. You know what it was, folks? I did something here because I figured out how to fix it. So I could say, and I could claim it was... Uh, Amazing brilliance on my part, but probably just pure dumb luck. I tried a couple of things, and uh, and it all came back. Anyhow, we're underway. It's the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Let me play for you, before we speak with Alex Pearson about her interview with um, Patrick Brown, I want to play for you a piece from the interview between uh, Patrick Brown and Carolyn Jarvis. Uh, Patrick Brown, the former leader of the Ontario PC Party, sat down for an exclusive interview with Global. And uh, in it, Brown addresses the allegations of sexual misconduct that led to his resignation. Here's some of what he told Global's chief investigative correspondent, Carolyn Jarvis. Why are you sitting here today speaking with us? Because I want to expose the truth. I want, I want to find out who's behind this. I want to find out why, why this was done, why I was thrown to the wolves, why people would make up uh, stories about me. Um, I want to get the bottom of this. It's not right. Is this for political reasons, because you want to resurrect your career, or is this personal? It's personal. It, they've, you know, I've dedicated 18 years of my life to public service. I, 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 I was raised um, by a family that cared about treating women properly and with respect. I've got two younger sisters who uh, I adore. I've got a family I adore. They, they maligned. They maligned my name. They maligned everything I stand for. There is um, Carolyn Jarvis and Patrick Brown. All right, so things are working again, and everything is up and running. It's no longer Houston, we have a problem. You resolved the problem. And joining me on the program, on this show, on the Roy Green Show, is Alex Pearson. She's the host of On Point on the Ontario Chorus Radio Network. She's my colleague, and she's really, really, really good. She interviewed Brown and his sister, and uh, she joins us now. Boy, it's frustrating when nothing works, eh? Don't you love that? Oh. This is Murphy's Law. Nothing. I mean, talk. <laughs> nothing worked. Nothing. I was just sitting here with the, with the, with the specter of three hours of monologue in front of me. <laughs> I was thinking that. I'm like, you know what? He can pull it off. So he'll just talk. <laughs> I've done it once before. Yeah. But that was a long time ago. Hey, tell me, what, the, what was the yeah. impression that uh, Patrick Brown made on you overall? 
Well, you know, it's no secret I worked um, on the campaign before coming back to broadcast. So I have a, a bit of a, bit, a different perspective, I think, than most people because I know the inner team. I know the people behind the scenes. So I know a lot of, like, the ins and outs of this. And I, and I got to know Patrick Brown, who I covered as a reporter for many years. But behind the scenes, I got a chance to know him. And the Patrick Brown um, before this versus the one now are two totally different people. He was He's a very energetic guy. He's like an energizer bunny. He's just go, go, go. Very kind of mischief. He likes to play little pranks on people, like harmless pranks. Um, and he's a very warm guy, if you get to know him. And the guy I saw in studio uh, was a guy who trusted nobody. He looks exhausted. He is, uh, I think, going through a bit of post-traumatic stress and probably doesn't know it. And uh, He's a shell of a man. I mean, at one point, I just kind of said, hey, are you okay? And I put my hand on his, his elbow, and he kind of jerked it back. And that should tell you, like, when you're a guy or someone accused of something like this, I mean, he, he's a jumpier guy. So much more quiet. Normally, we would be able to shoot the breeze, give a hug to one another, just a greeting kind of thing. That's not that. He doesn't trust anybody anymore. Does he gen- that's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Does Alex? Does he genuinely believe that he's been framed? And is 100%. he saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. He he also feels very betrayed because the inner team, you know, when they got the allegation, which he had about four and a half hours to respond, which in our world of broadcast is nothing. So why that team did not say, "Hold on a second here, we are going to go talk to our lawyers." And you can just wait for this response. Give us at least 12 hours, which would normally be a negotiation I think anybody would, would, would allow. I mean, a story this big, a network should want to make sure that they give appropriate response time to the person being accused. Um, you know, he had about four and a half hours to respond. And the inner team, you know, said, you know, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go out and have this press conference. Here's what you're going to say. They crafted a statement. They had a plan after he gave that statement. He would meet them afterwards in, a, in a, an office. And at the time that he was giving this statement, we see across Twitter that on mass, this very, very close team, and you've got to understand, they would spend every day with him, inner circle, the most trusted advisors you've got, they resigned on mass. And then if you've seen the footage of him walking out, he had to walk out by himself with cameras chasing mm-hmm. him. And uh, that, that should never have happened, and he had no idea. So here's a guy shell-shocked, accused of something, up against the wall, and the team that he is supposed to be shielded by and trusted had bailed on him. So he felt extremely betrayed because he had no idea. I I watched him say that when he, as he was making his speech or the the news conference that he gave, that really wasn't a news conference, but he got up and he, he seemed so nervous and clearly was tremendously nervous about what was going on. He said when he left, as he was delivering that speech, his staff were resigning on Twitter as he was yep. doing that. Yep. Yeah. So that should that, that that should speak to the fact that it, it was in some way planned because who would do that? I mean, if you've got a team and they have your back and you trust these people, they get through this. Um, and, and, and from a purely strategic reason, if you had an allegation, if I were to be accusing Roy Green of something this severe, which essentially was that he preyed upon underage girls and ply them with liquor, which is a very serious allegation, um, you know, your, your team would want to come up with a strategy, which would be, I think, in most people's view, okay, you go out the next day when everyone's had a time to go through everything, come up with a, a, a comment, and, you know, he was not prepared to make that comment. He was shell-shocked, for one. If you see him, 
he was so out of, I think, he was in such disarray, he, he couldn't even deliver it properly. He had been crying, he had been upset, his world is crumbling. Um, and so that never should have happened. But again, if, as he says, that he's at, in the middle of a political hit, that would mean, you know, let him be as damaged as he could. And that was a pretty damaging press conference. I think you'll, you'll agree. Yes, it was. Um, and then he went so. away for a few days. He said he hid from the world, um, which I think is totally understandable. And he had had surgery uh, a couple of days over uh, later because he had a cyst on his, um, his back that, he, that they were checking to make sure it was not uh, something more severe. And it was when he was in the hospital in the waiting room wearing a baseball cap kind of incognito that someone came up and put their hand on him and said, hey, Patrick, you know, we, we believe you. And then a number of people in the waiting room kind of put their arms around him or clapped and said, yeah, we've got your back. Because he's very popular in Barry. He's been in, in office you know, for a long time and done a lot for his community. So he had that support. And I don't know if it was that, uh, maybe a combination of seeing how Steve Pakin came back at his accuser just a few days before saying, hold on a second here. I am not going to put up with this. I'm going to swing back and clear my name, which Steve Pakin, you know, adamantly denied that he had done anything. Maybe that was the pendulum swinging back. But Patrick said at that point, he knew that he had to get up and fight back and say, I didn't do this and I'm going to prove why. And, and, he, and it's unbelievable what he has come back and disproved in such a, you know, people say three weeks. You know, the fact that he's been able to kind of chip away at the um, allegations and really bring credibility issues into play this soon and then jump into a leadership race is, is unbelievable. What do you make of the fact that he's gone back into the leadership race, knowing the party can just kick him out anytime they want? Well, I mean, they shouldn't be able to. He, here's, the, here's the thing. He was elected, whether you like him or not, democratically, whether it was fair or not, he democratically won the leadership of this party. So if Patrick Brown is to fail, he should fail in an election on the policy he puts forward. That's how the system works. He should be, he shouldn't, if he's cleared and didn't do anything wrong, he shouldn't have to run for any leadership because that means it was taken from him. So I'm hearing a lot of people saying, well, he should just go away. But I think you have to think, if this were you, you know, you've worked your whole life to get where you are, you're riding in the polls, you've got a clear path to victory on June 7th, and all of a sudden it's taken away in a devastating career hit uh, political blow. You're thinking, well, why am I not? Why am I going down in flames? I didn't do anything. I think yeah. anybody would come back and say, hold the heck on. I'm going to fight this and I'm going to win. So I think people are going to be underestimated at how much support he still has. Do you, though, do you discount now uh, the accusations made by the two women? I certainly question them. Look, they didn't—they didn't smell right from the beginning. Um, I don't like anybody coming forward anonymously. First of all, I think it's very unfair to those who find themselves accused, and whether it's him or any other person, I think it's very unfair. You know, when you've got a national network um, with as much power as the one that was presenting the story, most people will believe them because you know you're supposed to be believing them that they would have done their due diligence. But if you start looking at the story in its totality, and the fact that they got the age wrong of one of the accusers, the fact that, you know, they did not declare a conflict of interest, that one of the reporters was apparently working on the story and knew one of the accusers, that those things chip away at credibility. And um, I, I suspect that while they are kind of standing up to the story, there's certainly many in our business who are saying, hold on a second, this does not smell right. And I know, and you know, I mean, our company is very cautious about putting anything on there unless it's, you know, quadruple checked. If you're going to go on a story that has such enormous political ramifications like this, 
you don't just lawyer at once. It's going through three or four vettings, and mm-hmm. you make sure that every dot is crossed, every T is crossed, every I is dotted. Got to jump in. Alex, I have to yeah, jump in. Yeah. I have to jump in because that's all our time. Yep. Thank you so much for joining us, and it was great to hear the interview that you did with Patrick Brown and get the sure. insights because you know the man personally. And uh, I'm going to be talking with Carolyn Marooney before the end of the hour. It'll be in- interesting to hear what she has to say about very these smart developments. Woman. Yeah, very smart woman. Yeah, take care. I'll talk to you soon. Cheers, Ray. Alex Pearson on point is her program on the Ontario Chorus Radio Network in the evenings. Be sure to listen. Alex, as you know, as you've heard, is a great, great talent. We'll come back with another story from Queen's Park. And again, a story about sexual assault.